Bernie's Bistro by Kathleen Cleland Moyer. Episode 2, A Sleepy Village Gets Woke. We're here, Bernie, in Scottsville. Wow. <laughs> the town looks abandoned. Except for that house. It looks like someone's fixing it up. Yeah, that's my house. Oh. <laughs> and my building is right across from your house. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the building I bought sure looks different than the photos. Yeah. Huh. Are you okay, Bernie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm taking in the peeling paint and the the boarded up windows and the, the rotting steps and the sagging roof. The fire's and, uh, remorse. Oh no 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 no! I, lo- I love it. It's it's also very real. Yeah, revolutions only get oxygen, Trayvon, when things are falling apart. Well, Che Guevara, let's open things up then. I bet there's even more reality inside. <laughs> well, here it is. W- watch your step, Bernie. That floorboard is... <laughs> here, let me help you up. Yeah, oh, thank you. Maybe just stand over there by the window for a bit, Bernie, while I clear some things out. Yeah. You'd think the owner would have cleared the place out. The owner couldn't get the tenant to leave until this morning, but we're lucky. Tomorrow's garbage day. Garbage day? We can't get distracted by minutia, Trayvon. If government taught me anything, it was to do nothing until you have developed a compelling future vision. The stench of the garbage seems to be getting in the way of my compelling future vision. I guess we can wait until the rest of the staff arrive to do strategic planning. The rest of the staff? Yeah, well, I can't do all of the heavy lifting of the big think on my own. I'll burn out. Hmm. Whew. Is there a high risk for burnout with a big think? Hello? Hello? Oh, there's one of my new staff. Here, help me open the window, Trayvon. Hey, Molly! Molly Thomas, is that you? It's, yeah, it's Bernie, in here. You hired Molly? Yeah, Molly's the bistro cook. Molly's your cook? Yeah! Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm thrilled to have hired an indigenous cook. <laughs> you know her? She stays in my Airbnb, but she works full-time at an insurance company in Waterloo. How can she be your cook? Uh, you've heard the old adage, uh, a rolling stone gathers no moss. I'm so looking forward to bringing people to Scottsville who don't know any adages. I'll be there in a minute. Have you met Molly Bernie? No. No, but it feels like I know her from her application. She's 56, just like me, and cooks for her family of teenagers and millennials at Six Nations. Perfect clientele for our vegan menu. Except our clientele are aging farmers. Oh, don't worry, Trayvon. I have a good instincts about these things. Yeah, over here, Molly. I was just telling Trayvon what good instincts I had to hire you. Wait there, Molly. I'll come get you. The floorboards are loose. Oh, don't worry about me, Trayvon. Uh, okay, if you insist, I'll take your arm and pretend I'm 30 years younger. But then I'd be escorting a toddler. Ha! Save your charm for someone who appreciates it. In fact, why are you still in Scottsville, Trayvon? Why don't you get back to the city with people your own age? That girl, Barbara... Uh, Brianna. Uh, that girl, Brianna, broke your heart, Trayvon. But it's been over a year. Time to move on. You have enough people to worry about at six, Molly. You don't need to worry about me. I'm not worried about you, Trayvon. It's the 80-year-old grandmas in Scottsville I'm worried about. You need to get out of their sight. You're hard on their blood pressure. (laughs) Molly, this is Bernie. Ah, welcome, Molly. So thrilled to have you join us. And I'm so pleased to invite your indigenous wisdom to our big think. Your big think? It's a way to gather ideas and thoughts and... You know what, Bernie? 
I don't need to know. I just want to cook, and I don't have a lot of time, so let's get a few things straight. Of course. Of course, I'm all ears. Don't be. I don't want you to hang on my every word in case it contains some secret indigenous wisdom. And I don't want to divine your spirit animal or do the blanket exercise or explain colonialism. Do you understand? I, I, I think so. I'm away all week from home and I miss cooking for my family, so I'll cook for you. I have to be here for work and there's nothing else to do in Scottsville, so I'll cook. It's that simple. Wow. Okay. Um... I mean, if your if your indigenous wisdom does happen to surface, uh, you can write a book about it, like all the other white folks do. No, 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 no! I won't do that. But I I must say I am thrilled to have you both here as part of the staff team. A middle aged indigenous woman, a young black man, and an old white dude in charge of it all. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is problematic. Um, hmm. Okay, well, maybe we could be, uh, cooperative. Huh? An experiment in true diversity and equality. I'm, just look out the window at this sleepy village. Maybe this is the unsuspecting place where the great Canadian dream can finally come true. Here's a cloth for the window, Bernie. Those fly guts seem to be getting in the way of the great Canadian dream. Oh, nothing gets in the way, Trayvon. I mean, if we pull together, they- oh! hey, uh, What's wrong, Bernie? What is Amelie doing here? Who? My daughter, Emily. <laughs> That's Emily? She's, wow. Oh, no, no, no. Don't be fooled, Trayvon. Under that soft, glossy head of wavy chestnut hair lives the cold, hard brain of a Bay Street accountant. But she's so... You're not listening, Trayvon. As we speak, I can promise, Emily's coming up with ten brilliant strategies to shut down Bernie's bistro. Do not get distracted by her... Sensational hair and sen sensible shoes and... But your daughter looks exactly like... Oh. Send her back to the city, Bernie. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you should meet her first. I don't need to meet her. I know her. You know her? Uh, oh. Oh, I see. She reminds you of someone. A failed romance. No wonder you're hiding out in Scottsville. You're nursing a broken heart. So many layers to you, Trayvon. No layers. No broken heart. Just a lot of garbage. I'll take it out. Well, at least there's no problem finding parking in Scottsville. That's the bistro, I think. Wow. Do you think there was, like, a limited nuclear attack in Scottsville while we weren't looking? And more important, how is Bernie going to make me a cake in that place? Well, he'll find a way. Hey, Maddie, before we go in... Oh, no, no. Don't apologize for yelling at me, Emily. I was really happy to see you lose your shit. In fact, I think we're really beginning to hate each other as only good friends can. But could you just wait a second before we go in? But I gotta see this place. Please, Maddie, I just need a second. I need you to- Emily, you need me? Wow, that's a first. What can I do? I need you to do one small thing for me. Could you do that? As a friend? Sure. Ooh, wait, does it involve reading a map? No. Then bring it on, sister. Okay, when we get inside, I need to assess Bernie's financial situation and then come up with an exit plan. But after that, I want you to march me back into the car, Maddie. No matter what happens, I want, no, I, I need to be heading back to Toronto by 6 p.m. Tonight. Can you do that, Maddie? Is 6.03 okay? Yes, but that's a final hard deadline. Can I use any means necessary? Yes, do whatever it takes. And it will be difficult, because when I'm with my dad, I start believing in his rainbows and unicorns, and pretty soon I forget who I am. You forget you're a cold, hard, ruthless capitalist? 
Yes. Do you giggle? I'd like to see you giggle. Maddie, can you just get me back in the car? Right, sure. By any means necessary. Can I drug you? Yes. Can I bust your kneecaps? Okay, but just take out the left one. I need my right leg to drive. And if I do all this, even if it means busting your kneecaps... Just the left one. Then we can be friends? Yes. But wait, if I'm going to do something for you, you have to do something for me. Oh, right. The quid pro quo of modern friendship. Whatever. You need to tell me why you won't take Brianna's calls. Why do you care what happened between Brianna and me? Because if I'm going to be your new best friend, I have to know what happened to your old best friend. All right, just get me back to Toronto tonight and we'll discuss terms. Dad? Are you here? Can you turn the light on? It's dark. I'm here, Amakins. The light's just burnt out. Watch your step. I'll, uh... I'll come and get you. Take my hand, Emily. It's scary as. This bistro is so haunted. You're fine, Maddie. Someone has cleared a path over here. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. There you are, Emily. <laughs> Hello, my darling girl. Oh, you came to offer your support for our bistro. You know that's not true, Dad. Yeah, but when I see you, Amakins, I forget all of our differences. Come here, my girl. Give me a hug. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's enough, yeah. Bernie. Yes, that's enough, Bernie. Our cold, ruthless capitalist Amikins has had enough of your unconditional love and affection. Uh, and this must be your brilliant assistant, Maddie. Is your dad being sarcastic, Emily? Bernie's never sarcastic. Emily mentions me to you, Bernie? Of course. Emily's told me countless times to uh, never leave a message with her assistant, Maddie, as you would forget to give it to her. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, no, 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 it's perfect. Maddie, I, oh my goodness, Emily works too hard. It's, it's wonderful that you don't give her all of her messages. An efficient and effective strategy to manage her workload. Huh. Yes, yeah, that's, that's me. Up to my eyeballs and efficient and effective. If only others would see it. Thanks, Bernie. Your dad's really lit, you know that, Emily? Uh, is someone else here, Dad? Uh, yeah, Trayvon. Molly just left out the back, too. Uh, who? Uh, Trayvon, Molly, the, the inaugural staff of Bernie's Bistro. Is Trayvon the guy who pitched your bike into his truck? Yep. Trayvon's my manager, and he was managing the situation. Uh, Trayvon! Come meet my daughter and her assistant before they head back to Toronto. Y you? You're the manager? Mm-hmm. Trayvon, this is my daughter. Bernie, you forgot to mention her brilliant assistant. Oh, you're right, and <laughs> Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Emily. I recognize you right away. You recognized me? How, how do you know me? It it doesn't matter. You'll be leaving soon. Are you hangry, Emily? Is that, is that why you're so irritable? Are you getting enough protein? I'll go, you know what, I'll go get you some almonds. Or, 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 or maybe you're constipated. You were always so constipated as a child. But then there was that one spell when you had the diarrhea all the time. Do you remember that, Emily? Oh my goodness. There were so many accidents. Oh, Dad... The things you find out on a road trip. Well, I'll get some almonds, prunes, and some fiber just in case. Uh, Trayvon, I didn't see a grocery store. Where would I get those things? You could just ask Mabel next door. She has the same constipation issues as Emily. But talk loud, Mabel can't hear very well. Okay, and while I'm gone, Trayvon, you could tell Emily and Maddie about our vision for our bistro. Our bistro? What do you have to do with this, Trayvon? I told you, Emily, Trayvon's the manager. And even if you are in need of protein and prunes, there's no call to be rude. Greet him properly, Emily. Pleased to meet you, Trayvon. You're fired. Ouch! You can't fire me. I'm a volunteer. Emily's on Toronto's top 30 under 30 list. She can fire anyone she wants. 
Even someone who looks so damn. Maddie, why don't you go and get Jake's map from the car? I want to make sure he gets back his map. Right. You don't want to piss off the godfather. Oh, good. My father's backpack. Okay. Ah, here it is. I found the real estate offer. I should be able to find a loophole. There's always a loophole. Shouldn't take long. Oh, you'll find it, Emily. Emily always finds loopholes, Trayvon. Maddie? Yes, Captain? Why are you still here? I thought you were getting Jake's map. Because Trayvon's still here, and I can tell he's spoiling for a big fight. I've been waiting for something like this all day. So, I'll help get it started. How do you know Emily, Trayvon? He doesn't. I do. You're best friends with my ex. I have no idea who you are or who your ex is, and I don't care. And yet, you're the reason Brianna left me. What? You're Brianna's ex? She never mentioned you. She calls me TJ, and she calls you Emily, not Emily. Yeah, Brianna thinks it's cute to mispronounce names. She calls me Maddie. I thought that was your name. But she says it in like a CBC voice, like, Maddie. Well, I have nothing to do with you breaking up with Brianna, and that was over a year ago. Yeah, a year ago, Brianna left me with a money pit of a house because her new best friend found a loophole in our mortgage agreement. So while I'm stuck with a house that's bankrupting me, Brianna hooks up with her Bay Street accountant, Emily, and some trust kid named Bryce. Brianna told you that? You think your ex Brianna is in a thruple with Emily and the dumbass Bryce? <laughs> that's so, that's so funny, Trayvon. A thruple? Emily works all the time. She can't even manage one lover, let alone two. Brianna showed me an Instagram pic with you and Bryce and, and she told me. Well, she lied. I just found out about Brianna and Bryce last night. I thought it was just the one time, but you say it's, it's been over a year? Oh my God, I've been such an idiot. Oh, oh, no, Emily. Emily, don't cry. Especially over a dick like Bryce. I don't care about Bryce. I thought I finally had a friend, Maddie. I thought Brianna was a friend. Maddie, what are these huge welts on her arms? She's had them all day, but I've never seen them like this. Trayvon, she she looks like she's going to faint. I'm not going to faint. I'll just sit down. Not there, Emily. Ow! That chair's broken. Let me help you up. What's wrong? Ah, nothing. But you can't stand up. Did you break something? No, she just likes you holding her, Trayvon. I'm fine. Let me go. Ow, oh, it hurts. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to hold on to me. What's happened? Emily, has your constipation gotten worse? No, she fell. I think she broke something. Uh, uh, Maddie, go find Molly. Sure. Who's Molly? Molly's my tenant and she's in the side garden. Is she a doctor? No, she's indigenous. Um, Cedar! Cedar, I bet Molly will need cedar. Uh, I saw a bush out there, and uh, and do you think Mabel will have plantain? I'll, I'll go get it and see. Uh, yikes, Maddie, she's breaking out in more red welts. I know. Ugly, eh? Just go, Maddie, and tell Molly to bring something for hives. She knows where my medicine cabinet is. I don't need anything. I'm perfectly fine. Okay, Maddie, tell Molly to bring something for someone who doesn't need anything and is perfectly fine, except she's covered in welts and her ankle is the size of a watermelon. Right. I'm on it, Trayvon. Whoa, that's your house? The big one that looks like it belongs to a cat lady? Yes, hurry, Maddie. You need to sit down, Emily. Here, this chair won't break. Uh, hey, I'm sorry, Emily. I didn't know you didn't know about Brienne and Bryce. I'm used to it, but you must be in shock. No, I'm fine. I'll be fine as soon as I get Dad out of this real estate deal. Then I'll head back to Toronto, and tomorrow I'll get up at 5.30 a.m., take the Queen West streetcar to the office, pick up an iced chai latte with pumpkin cream cold foam. Really, Emily? You're in Canada's most diverse city, and the best you can do is Starbucks? I don't have time to find an obscure, out-of-the-way coffee shop, Trayvon. Maddie's right. I don't have time for anything but work. 
I don't have time for lovers or for friends. So what does it matter if they betray me? I just need to find the bastard who sold this wretched place to my father and get Bernie out of this deal. Well, that would be difficult. It's an ironclad contract. How do you know that? I drafted it. So, you're a real estate agent too? No, I'm a lawyer. But more to the point, I'm the bastard who sold this wretched place to your father. And I don't want her back. Even the blackest bruise will bleach as the leaves bud green. Bernie's Bistro was written by Kathleen Cleland Moyer and produced by Backyard Theatre in cooperation with Johnny Studios, Waterloo, Ontario. The song Simple Games was used with permission and written and performed by Malia Rogers. Emily was played by Zoe Barrett Wood. Maddie was played by Malia Rogers. Trayvon was played by Feedin Kadan. Bernie was played by Zach Parsons. Jake was played by John Moyer. And Molly was played by Laurie Gallant. Backyard Theatre acknowledges the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Visit backyardtheatre.ca for more information.